Welcome to the Good Bad Gang Podcast. It's your boy Sos in the building. Hi everyone, it's your favorite person. Literally, I'm a favorite person. And guess what? I have my boss in the house. She's like the favorite person in the whole world. Hello. hello. <laughs> yeah, so we, we're officially not going to say her name, so we'll call her Oga Madam. So yeah. Yeah, hello, she, she she just stole my joke. What what is your <laughs> joke now? What is, what is really your joke? Anyway, so yes, we're all here because we just planned a private family equity concert in our hotel and it was pretty good considering we had spent how long had when when did we start planning it? Officially two months ago. Yeah, officially, after approval. Yeah, after approval. And then we didn't even get approval for some things till what? Thursday, Friday, yeah. but it was really cool and it worked out really well. So now Oga Madame needs to get a promotion so that she can promote <sighs> me. <laughs> but yeah, the most interesting thing is that Oga Madame and Sus have never watched Femi Kuti live, so this was their first time. What did you guys think? Yeah, I know we've talked about um Femi on the podcast before when he went for celebration, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that was in, during Christmas. No, it was in October. October, yeah. So that was sometime last year. So. <laughs> no, 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 what was that? What's strange? She said, "Has to say that we don't." That's to show that you haven't seen Femi before. If you're going to say celebration is Christmas, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess that's from some reason. I, I just remember it being during that festive, uh, during that festive period, period, which is usually when we have most of all these concerts, right? Because mm. the um, I just got back, and everything is usually back during christmas yes, so yeah. everybody was at a concert and trying to get make that money during that time and it was kind of cool i don't say femi is like my um you don't hear me jamming him in the house on a saturday morning while cleaning or anything like that but i was really impressed by his energy like i'm pretty sure i can't do what he did in like five minutes on stage <laughs> i probably, probably been asking for his seat so it was you know the vocals were great you know he was energy was like really high jumping moving and it was like kind of really another cool part too. His son is now in his band, and you know, just watching like you know father and son type relationship playing together. Oh yeah, that was really cool. Actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like his son just stood be- behind him playing his guitar. There was no situation of okay, maybe because I'm the son, I'm not going to do as much work. His son came down. His son actually got here before him, yeah, like first. hours before him, rehearsed with the band. It was actually pretty cool. And I can't remember, Femi, I think Femi joined his father's band anyway, so it's just like mm. history repeating itself or whatever. Yeah, so apparently, you know, during the concert, it was like having some kind of TED talk also, because he maybe plays mm. one or two numbers, then he goes into an impromptu speech, which I thought was, which I think if I want to advise him, should do a little bit more, because I think a lot of people want to know more about Felan if he has this kind of stories growing up. That would be like a real way to really See, entertain I, people I in the concerts. Stories. Yes, because you were running around doing what exactly I do not know. Ah, when dancers were saying that nobody had given them water and somebody was passing out, the band didn't have water, some people did not have water. But this would be a discussion for another day on how... No, this is a discussion for now as to how you did not delegate the staff to do it. And so you missed and the staff watched. Technically, if the head of departments does not tell them to do their work... Oh. They, who am I to do you to, to tell them? I don't know. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. But yeah, so I missed the TED talk. And I You'll watch sad. the video. Don't I'm worry. Going to, yeah, I'm going to look for the video. <laughs> so I guess you guys have an appreciation for what it takes to put on like a concert or festivals and and all that kind of stuff, right? So I guess I'm sure in your mind oh. when you, when you want to do it, you're expecting to start on time and all that stuff. I guess you guys weren't as bad as like the Echo Hotel where oh, you start yeah. at seven, then at 
2 3 a.m whiskey doesn't popped up on oh, stage no, no. no, no, no we no. were actually quite on schedule if yeah. you ask me yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean like I think I, I think it was a good thing that we were on schedule because I feel like my GM also felt like because he was like, "What time is this thing starting?" And I told him, and he was like, "What time is it really it's starting?" Because <laughs> obviously, if you go to the shrine, you never really know when Femi is going to come on stage. But I think one thing is Femi is actually very professional. Yeah. Because even yesterday he was like, "Oh, you know, they said that I'm performing till this time, but since I didn't come on stage at the right time, I'll just give you an hour extra." And I thought my GM was going to freak out because my GM had been it has to end at ten thirty. Like it was really cool. He let him jam out till whenever he wanted to do so yeah i think that was i think it was good i think it was a good concert i think people had fun yeah and he played the hits like he started out with you know the usual suspect bang bang bang, bang. bang. <laughs> um what's in what's the other one they were uh, something done chris i'm, I'm yeah, sorry, were, sorry i'm not the biggest well so and you know went into his new stuff yeah and it's kind of and his son plays the um bass yeah right and you i guess oh, it, i i heard his son actually plays 20 instruments oh plus. wow all right well but, but he, i guess because he bass. plays the trumpet as well oh and saxophone too. oh saxophone yeah yeah he played yeah yesterday oh yeah yeah he did because i kind of wonder when he was having one of his ted talk moments as um femi bass player um absconded mm-hmm. right and that's why his son had to replace replace him so that i guess that's what he'll primarily play on the band and it's kind of cool if some plays like john mayer in a way he has his eyes all closed and yeah just, mm, i think his was really cool yeah. he's just uh, it, i don't know it was he's very i think he's always going to probably be like one of those rock stylish kind of people. i think like, you're just starstruck i i met me you guys <laughs> he hugged me and then i said i'm not going to bath she's not going to take a shower <laughs> for <a> few days <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna laugh. Like, can I keep my body with all the? And I think it's funny how people stereotype people. So apparently, people just thought that Femi would be interested in drinking and smoking, and the guy does not even drink. He didn't want to see like a leak of alcohol. And I remember like everyone at the hotel was worried that the, you know, everybody would be smoking Igbo and everything. But there was there was nothing. Well, there was one guest. Who'd who asked to had, smoke yeah, marijuana? And then everybody's like, no, and then you know he's just like, okay, whatever. So, yeah. So it marijuana, ganja, weed. Yeah. Uh, what sticky icky, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And the dancers were also great. Like they were really professional uh-huh. too, really friendly, taking pictures with everybody. You know, and it was pretty good. Like really you, flexible. Oh, yeah. Wow. She's like. I, I couldn't stop staring and I was looking okay, so everybody was probably looking at their shaking waists and half upper body. But I was just looking at how they could move several movements per second and go on all night. Did you know that apparently Femi's sister choreographs them? Oh wow. Yeah, she choreographs them. So you can imagine how well she can move. Move exactly. She but, gets them to move yeah. that way. But apparently she used to also dance for her dad. So I think that's where, like, she... And the interesting thing is, yeah, they're not even slim. Right? Yeah. She's not even... The dancers are not even slim. Yeah. You would think with all that workout... They would be very skinny. They're skinny. not skinny. And I remember how some of our guests were like, I need the best table in the house. Like, they wanted to be right in front. Right and in front the of And then dancers came out, and I'm like, yeah, that's why they wanted to be right in front of <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the dancers. But, you, you guys, a lot of work goes into planning events, and... Hats off to wedding planners. I don't want to even do this planners. again. Exactly. And then our GM is like, oh, we should do this more often. Let's uh, no. We're like, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing this again. No. We, like, we would like to make this special by making it scarce. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if we start doing it like every quarter, then it becomes a... 
regular thing. Yeah, and you know, Femi was playing his new album. You know, that's why I brought up the hits, right? Because a lot of times the newer, um, the older acts want you to play their new, want to play their new album, their new inspiration, and you know, they don't want to play the hits. So he was kind of cool with playing the hits first, then now coming back and you know, cycling with his new stuff. And his new stuff was actually pretty good. And he's still talking about, you know, something, right? So he's not one of those um, acts where he doesn't have something to say. And what's really sad about it is like in one of his TED Talk moments, as I call them, he speaks about, you know, what I'm singing about now is the same stuff we've been singing about since the 70s, the same corruption, the same everything. And, you know, everything is still the same. Nothing has changed. So in a way, it was a... it was bittersweet, which I guess mm. is part of what the music Story supposed to evoke. Lives. Yeah, supposed to evoke mm. with you, right? What is the name of the new album? One, one, one people, one world. Well, one people, one world. One nation. Yeah. I mean, it's one nation. It's okay, one I, d- I don't know. We have, one, wait, hold on. We have the CD somewhere here. Yeah, we got one autographed people, CDs. World. Yeah, we had autographed. I was right. One people, one world. Yeah. And he signed them. Best wishes, Femi. Yeah, so uh, like I said, you know, a whole, a whole legend, right? Yeah, a living legend. Yeah, a living legend. And talking about, I guess this guy is gonna, probably going to be a legend in the future, right? Or he's, he's definitely going to be a legend, future legend, and uh, Whiskey. And, you know, this this um, week, I guess the guy was all over the blogs. Uh, he has issue with his first uh, baby mama. Uh, I'm sure you guys said you guys haven't been following this. So I kind yeah, of give a breakdown on it. So I guess his um, first baby mama, her name is Shola. And I guess, you know, she couldn't take it anymore. And now, you know, she had some, she posted some text messages between them. She put like some epistles, like notes about the whole thing. So essentially, if you want to summarize it to her, Whiskey is a deadbeat that he doesn't want to see his kids. Um, he's, um, He's not bringing in the money on time. He doesn't have time to see his kids. And it became a whole different, you know, discussion. People were talking about... Uh, why did she have the child? She was trying to trap him. That all whiskey's responsibility is to the son. Look at he's paying school fees and caring for her. And that's that's it. So it shouldn't be anymore. And Whiskey was just tweeting his way through it. Like, you know, he said, I'm in Milan. There's nobody yeah, know. Yeah, he was going for <laughs> somebody know where I can buy Amala. So he just ignored it. Like, it wasn't uh, it wasn't happening. So what do, you, what do you guys think about the situation anyway? From, from what you've gathered and heard, even though you haven't read it word for word. So, first of all, because I have zero trust in what our celebrities do for a bit of attention, attention, this could have been a well-thought-through PR plan, plus the chats, plus everything to have screenshots and things to settle. But if it's not in that case, then my other question is, so first of all, I'm one of those old school people who do not understand this baby mama concept. And I'd like to, I haven't met one, but it'd be interesting for me to sit with the baby mama and ask, so what exactly was the plan? What was going through your mind? Is it, I'll have a baby for you. We won't get married and you have to take care of the baby. And what am I getting out of? I, I, I don't know how it works. So I don't know what the expectations are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what her expectations were. I don't know if at that point, Whiskey was promising her marriage and then it didn't work out and then the baby was in the mix. I don't know. But anyway, because we can only comment based on what her expectations were. 
if her expectations were Whiskey was going to do everything and dote on her, I think she should safely assume when he went on to baby mama number two, three, four, I don't know how many he has, that at some point attention was going to shift. Yeah, but, and I thought, I used to think Whiskey to... was a good dad because there were times where he would put up pictures with like some so, kids. So to put some con- context to it, so yeah, he met her when she was 19. Apparently oh. he played a show in her school when she was in the University of Bene and they hooked up you know one year later you know she was pregnant um so she gave birth at 20 and whiskey is about the same age so these mm. are so these are teenage um teenage love teenage oh i won't call it i won't call it love <laughs> was more like a one night stand like a groupie and then she slept with him and then she I don't, got pregnant i don't really about a groupie like i said she he went to our school played the show she was there you know they did what they did and you know the result was a child so obviously this was not planned this was not somebody who was dating for years and so you know so that's one context of it right the next thing obviously he has three other three other um, baby mamas two other baby mamas so there are three of them right and but this is his first son so when you think think about it the way it is teenage love not love but teenage um, parents and you know part of the Part of the stuff that he said was like um, that. Uh, at least she put in a writing that he told her once that she was his greatest mistake. Mm. Oh Jesus! Right, so, and you know she called him a social media daddy. To your point, yeah, yeah. That you know he, she has, he has his name tattered on him, like a tattoo of his child's name on. Mm. But she hardly sees him, and he brings clothes and puts him on Instagram. But he's just a social media <laughs> daddy, which was our words. Obviously, we're hearing one side of the story. one side of the story, but I I can understand what's going on in a sense, right? Because she's watching social media like we are. She's following his page where he's mm-hmm. posting this lavish lifestyle. That and he just sold living. out on his new fashion label uh, thing. Exactly, <laughs> and all that stuff. And he sees the Ted baby mama with him on private jets together. And she's like, you know, you're flaunting all this world. And in fairness, this is school fees period, yeah. September. Yeah, so, you know, she said, you know, school fees comes late. She'll complain about rent, our rent money, that he didn't pay the rent money on time. He had to go through his family to get the rent money paid. And it's just, I was listening to an interview with Wale. Wale the rapper and he was like you know he has a baby mother also but he says he doesn't date in public anymore out of respect to her that he doesn't want her seeing other relationships being flaunted on the instagram and stuff because he knows that would create a contentious um contentious um, relationship between them and he also talked about having to make money that he doesn't have the kind of money where he's like will smith where he can get a private jet and put the son on private jet and come see him right that he's working towards that but that also means being away from the child mm. so if you want to think about it from whiskey's perspective he's touring the world he's going everywhere trying to make money so he really doesn't have technically enough time to spend with his son right trying to make money and all stuff but she's just looking at why am i not flying the private jet like the third baby mama and but, but that's it? the thing so she, he, he can unlike a regular scenario where You're to spend time kids. with your kids you can do it all at one time he can't put all three of them in one space mm-hmm. so he has to spend so it's three times the number of time he would need than a regular father who has three kids exactly mm-hmm. does that make sense hours. yeah <laughs> and if she's if, if if you're going to say oh who's the troublesome mother who's going to stress me out and who's the easy mother who is easy to go pick up the child mm-hmm. he's going to go to the easy one 
And and just judging from like you know the messages, so she will type like an epistle to him, and he reply with okay. <laughs> and, every, and everybody knows how annoying is that is when you're trying to have a conversation with him. <laughs> she's upset. asking him how you doing, all that, and you say okay, thank you, amen. So obviously she's being irked, and you can tell. I'm mm-hmm. ju- I'm just one reading to it. She's trying to have a relationship with him in terms of I don't know whatever it is, but. He doesn't want that. I feel like right? that might also be so the that's main a problem. problem. So yeah. the main problem usually with being a baby mama is not necessarily even that the dad is not seeing the kids as often, but it's that you also feel like you should have some sort of relationship, relationship. with the guy and he's like technically you're just the person who had my child. child. I don't want to. and so that can get very annoying because if you're wanting attention from someone and you feel you deserve that attention because you had that person's child. But the person is not married to you so the person also doesn't feel like because she put she, yeah. cause she put the story there that you know obviously she had the kid at twenty went for NYSC and she got a job and she needed a car and she actually put some money together and she you know texted him and said you know I'm trying to get the car it's difficult moving around with your son and everything and he sent her a text saying that when you went to have the baby now you see and you're complaining about uh so indicating that he told her not to have it. yeah ex- ex- i was going to ask ex- that ex- was exactly. this a baby that was supposed to be a planned abortion that's a good place to start if as a man you get a woman pregnant and the woman says you know and you say i don't want the child the woman says she wants to, wants to have the child who, who does the man really have a say in it or is really just the woman's choice can you really have a gripe and say i told you not to keep it so uh, well for me at the point where you've asked i've told you that i'm pregnant and you don't want to have anything to do with this child and you've told me to abort it if at that point i decide not to abort i better be ready to take up the responsibility responsibility. because you've already told me your standpoint you don't want this child so i'm not going to not be saying you should pay school fees for a child you didn't want and you told me already you didn't want to be responsible and hope to god that at some point you would become you know accustomed to to it. it do you get what i'm saying i mean Obviously, every time something's going on, I'll be like, okay, I'll send the child to school. school do you want to, you know, donate to this? But at the back of your mind, you already know that if someone told you they don't want something. So, I, and I guess this is why baby mama situation is also a problem. Because some of the baby daddies feel like you forced this on you're me. You're trying to trap me. And with, you're trying with to the trap pregnancy. me here because I already told you I don't want this kid. Obviously, now she's a 19 year old girl, 20 year old girl. Maybe she's one of those ones who believe in not having abortion. abortion yeah. so she's like, I'm going to keep this kid. What if I abort and I can't have a kid again? But on some level, I would feel like once you have a kid, you would start figuring out ways to also make sure that you're self-sufficient, if that makes any sense. You might not be able to have the kind of lifestyle that you wish you had, obviously, because it's just you struggling. I mean, some are lucky. They have parents who can help Say, out. Say, bring the baby and, and go back to school like or whatever. That, exactly. But sometimes you just have to cut your losses and be like, this is what it is. I mean... And clearly, Whiskey has been a deadbeat dad for a while. So, this should have made her start getting her shit together in quotes, you know. I mean, I get her. I get it. She's emotional. She had a child for somebody. She feels like the person should contribute to the pres- to this child's welfare. Do you get what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, she just needs to kind of just... Now, question. Can you love your child without loving the mother? Or yeah. at least taking good care of the mother? Is it possible? Mm. love and taking good care is two different things because technically if you're going to want your child to have a roof over their head that means mommy gets a roof over their head too hence her rent 
If you no. want your child to go to a good school and not have to enter Keke to school, means mommy needs to get a car. So indirectly, you need to take care of mommy to take care of the child. And because I'm about to play devil's advocate in this situation, this is why sometimes men are like, I told you to give me my child. Yeah, so if, if you if absolutely you, cannot stick mommy, then you have to go get the child. child exactly. <laughs> so it now becomes a situation of, do you want your child to get the best life possible and just leave the child with their dad and you know that they're going to live in a nice big house, have great schools, whatever. Or do you say, I love this child, I don't want to give this child up, so we'll suffer together. So ultimately, you have to decide. I guess it's why sometimes people say, oh, um, when you love your child, you sometimes have to make difficult decisions. I remember like Tara, Tara Durotoye, her mother made the decision to leave her with her dad and even though she grew up resenting her and in the sense that her mother left her with her dad but she felt like her mother could still come and at least visit her but her mother like never really came to visit when she was in secondary school her mother came to visit only once but her mother left her with her dad because she felt like at least you will go to a great school you'll get the kind of education that you deserve you know that kind of thing so i guess sometimes it also comes down to that um, who's, who's, who's that tara Drotoy, she, she's the Who's one she? who does that what's the name of her um, makeup line House of Tara. House of Tara. Okay. Her husband is a is fellow Drote, presidential aspirant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think sometimes it also comes down to it. Because the whiskey will probably be like, but I told her to bring the child. She said she wants to. It's like what happened with David Doe and one of his baby mamas. Yeah. David Doe was trying to have his child. child like, I will yeah. give the child the life that the child deserves. I don't want the mom, but I want the child. And the mom is like, I want my child. Pay me child support. I think these are the kind of situations that come. Yeah, now in Nigeria, isn't it? Isn't their legal system where you can because sometimes it's better to actually put yourself on child support versus you know um just taking responsibility as it comes in the sense of all this doesn't come into play if yeah, you take it, if you go on child support the court speculates this how much you need to give her per month and everything then from there and it's just you now know it's a legal transaction right and you just follow your your court order versus um this back you, and forth on social media i can tell you categorically except it has changed because i know that as time goes on and people are bringing more things to the light things change but but as at the last time i knew of people getting divorced and things like that there was no child support okay because i was going to say patriarchy. what things yes. change our constitution is still exactly, the same still the same so and i sorry to say but our judicial system doesn't quite work yes. And if you now have a situation where you have a whiskey versus a Mr. or Miss Nobody yes. in a court of law, first in of Nigeria. all, the girl cannot afford legal um, exactly. advice or lawyers or whatever. That's just extra money. And that case will pend or it will go in favor of the person who has the highest contact connection exactly. or the highest money. So, so that's what it, but I know for a fact that there is no alimony or whatever. Like in Nigeria, imagine there might be, it might there, even there, be there, somewhere in the constitution. constitution who is upholding it? But this alimony, I know, I know someone who got divorced and as a wife, she got something back. How how rich were they? They're rich now. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's why she could afford lawyers who could fight. Who could advise her? Like it will be, be there in the constitution, but the lawyer, your lawyer has you have to be able to afford a lawyer so good. Yeah. Who knows the constitution? Who can get who you a clause that will work for out. you? Exactly. Men are legally allowed to throw their wives out. I don't want to do again. I don't want to do. 
if not a lot of women would have been giving off child support how many mothers are actually single mothers and some of them will tell you your daddy did not give me anything no, i'm the one that sent you yeah, single school, handed, exactly and the daddy will show up on wedding day to walk, walk the child down, down the aisle which yeah. is why a lot of women are like i don't want my father to walk me down the aisle he did not do anything yeah i'll try, try to get the lawyer on this to see uh, see how it works in nigerian legal uh, system but I think the problem with this is that if your child is growing up and social media stays forever, right? Internet stays forever. Yeah, internet he's going, never he's going, he's going to grow up. He's going to read all, read all of this. And, you know, because he had some place to I'll I'll just wait till he's 18 till mm. I see him. But he might grow up resenting you know, like 50 cents son now that wants nothing to do with him and mm. is constantly abusing his own father on uh, Instagram. So if, and obviously as she's grown up with the mother, even if the mother wants to be positive about it, uh, maybe she's bad-mouthing him to a cousin or someone that comes to visit. The child is hearing all, all that and he's um, imbibing that or whatever it is and he's going to have some ill will towards his um, dad and he's going to bring on further problems and you know how this stuff is. You you, you do what you know and he grows up too and he doesn't know how to treat women because he never had the father show him mm-hmm. how to treat women and all that stuff and becomes a whole generational now type stuff. With internet never forgets, sorry to sound 60-year-old right now, but that is why children have no business having children exactly yeah which is which is the context point, to you're it not emotionally right mature you don't like you know at this point in time i wouldn't be fighting with someone on social media over i'm just gonna be like you know what if you don't want to do it it's fine i'm, I'm not I, because also these things they do these social media fights to try and shame the person but unfortunately with the way life is okay everybody spoke about it that day by next week People who did not yeah. know who Whiskey was before last week exactly. now know who he is. So, so to your point about shaming people, so this is like somebody I follow on uh, Twitter, and because you put it on Twitter, so and it's not like a private account, so this mm-hmm. is open for public consumption and mm-hmm. shaming people. Mm-hmm. I think even though this person, um, Kitchen in Hills, oh, yeah, we went, to school together. You went to school together. So she had this stuff in the blog, which I'm going to read. She said, sometimes I talk about being a single mom and people think it's all fun and games. I get a lot of women calling me goals and respecting me for not being bitter or angry, etc. So I'm sharing a bit of a bit from my life right now. My honest truth, don't worry, it's a short thread. So I had my baby girl in, tw- in tw- 2007, that's 11 years ago. I was in a relationship with her dad when she was born, but we broke up less than two months after her birth for some reasons that don't belong in this blog. Just letting you know how long single mom thing has been. In that time, since she was born, I've received exactly 10,000 naira in cash from her for her welfare. If you're in Nigeria, you know what that means. A big fat LOL. As for her school, he actually paid for about four years of primary school. And for that, I'm grateful because school fees are not a joke. But aside from tuition, I pay for everything else. School extracurricular activities, those random fees, events they send letters home for, school trips, inter-house sports, cheerleading uniforms, etc. It adds up. It also means that I'm generally in a state of constant brokenness. Mm-hmm. Holiday trips, entertainment, birthday parties, Christmas gifts, that's all me. I'm no longer angry or bitter. 11 years is a long time and truthfully, I was stupid. I got pregnant out of wedlock to an unemployed youth. I accept my bad decisions. I have made my rainbow. This thread isn't to call out her dad. He is the person that he is. I knew that 13 years ago, and I know that today. It is to explain why I'm not bitter or angry, and to let these young girls know who message me and saying they want to eliminate me. You don't want to. Rain is going to secondary school on Sunday. 
and I just recently found out I'm going to be solely responsible for our tuition. That's millions that I didn't plan or budget for that need to be paid within two weeks. I'll make it happen because I always do. I'll hustle, work, beg, borrow, and steal to make it happen because I have to. No amount of anger and bitterness will pay the tuition. I can't cry. Even I can't afford the Panadol right now. But Rain didn't ask for this. I forced it on her when I got pregnant. So if you're a young girl dating and having sex, take this from someone who was where you are. Protect yourself. Protect your future offspring. And if, it ha and if, what's ha if the worst does happen, let, uh, accept your role in it and let go of the anger. Not for him, not for you, but for your kid. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't ask to be here. They shouldn't pay for your mistakes. And don't be hard on yourself. You have made mistakes. You will feel they'll have beat up shoes sometimes. They'll be okay. Give them a mother or father that loves them more than anything can hurt them. Let them know the other parents loves them, even if it isn't how they think they should be loved. Remind them all the time. Kids feel when things aren't as they should be, and it's up to be in control of that narrative. Anyway, just what I should share, blah, 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 blah. Now, this is the cool part of it. Hey, guys, quick updates. Rain Dad has sent a very significant portion of her tuition. Super yeah. appreciative because <laughs> paying this fees wasn't easy. So this is somebody who was able to shame her, shame her <laughs> ex because after she put out this thread, because she put this in like weeks ago, people were coming, you know, blasting him and stuff. People were probably in her DMs, retweeting it, it, offering to <laughs> till it got to him. <laughs> yeah, offering to pay her. Then she she put it out there that. This has gotten to him and he's angry by one of his girlfriends that saw it and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, he has now shall come out and control. And pay so, something. So <laughs> social media is not all bad, but it's sad that, you know, you have to go that route to get to get the attention. And even though she said she didn't do it for that, but, you know, I don't go. You know. I would like to say something because yeah. I know her. If someone like her can be complaining about how expensive things are, then you know that being a parent, she's from a wealthy family. Being a parent is no joke. It's not <laughs> like her parents are wealthy. You guys did like I, I don't even know how to say this wealthy again and again. You know, and I know that her parents were also helping to you know with the kids, but clearly obviously because at some point in time your parents are like she's not the only child. You know, she has siblings and everything, so. I tell you, if someone from a wealthy family made this mistake and is still complaining and she still works, do you know how many things she does? She's a chef, she's a makeup artist just to make ends meet. So if you are, you don't have a lot going on for you, you decide to now get pregnant, You, I tell you, you need to be ready to do this on your own. Because even parents, there's an extent that they can go to. You can imagine your parents have planned to retire in two years. Then you now all the retirement money that they've been saving, you now come and say, have a child the boy responsible for the child does not want to marry you and he does not want to give money so you i feel like some like she said you just have to accept your feet mm. and let it go don't you know make a fuss about it all right so god madam had to leave us you know let's talk about nigerian air i know you being in the tourist um space I, or tourism special to say and i know we kind of discussed in the pod before so the news came out nigeria air suspended indefinitely what do you think i'm not surprised the only thing is how do you suspend something that has not started well this guy's made the whole big ground on announcement about the whole thing yeah how much millions they spend on that and then all of a sudden you suspended it like that, that that does not make sense to me like somebody, somebody joked on twitter that they've gone to use the money for elections Yes, yeah, that's this very which is possible. Very suspicious, you know, looking and 
obviously they are saying the economic management team which is headed by Osimbajo took a look at it and you know said it wasn't a smart decision so this economic team has been there forever so all the time they've been bantering before they spent was it how much was it then was it, you said six was 60 i remember something like 60 million dollars whatever mm. we spent on that logo so all that time when they were spending all this money going to a, sh- a air show in england and all that stuff they didn't take a look at it and knew this was not a smart decision what everybody has been banging on in every newspaper it's we had literally been saying it it is not feasible it is not feasible so, and now they just so all of a sudden just figure it out and it's not suspended indefinitely I know so Barari is supposed to be a guy fighting against um, corruption and stuff uh, but this kind of move is just belabors what exactly um, you're trying to do because there's really no transparency in this honestly I, I don't even want to say too much about it because I, do, I don't know where to start from I'm not like, I don't know where to start from I don't know where to end but this is not a good and look so anyway R.I.P. Nigeria yeah, yeah you know dead before it even got started dead on arrival right, this is um, 2018 to 2018 <laughs> <laughs> my like goodness to, we can't even say that because it's it, it, it didn't officially launch so yeah. it's not even a do you get what I'm saying yeah like Femi said you know like I said earlier in the podcast you know the same stuff he was singing about mm. his father was fighting about in the 70s is the exact same thing we're still doing now and maybe Made would be singing the same thing in a couple of years yep and um in a real tragedy um tragedy yes um 100 people are dead in the ninja benway um flood and thousands of people displaced and uh you know you said it last but i think was it last week we talked about this either last week or two weeks ago yeah way you know i was talking about unprecedented rains and flooding and you said we have this every year mm-hmm. which is true but the death toll is more this year mm-hmm. but the thing about it is not being talked about it's not really being covered and we've become um is apathy abi what do you call it what's that word when people are yeah, yeah i think i think that's what it is now just so like, I, yeah so i just want to bring it up because like i don't see me cover everywhere what's all about the news is the tanzanian um capsizing event mm. right and that's taking the news now we don't say my tragedy over your tragedy but i'm just saying right here at home you know we have these things happening and some of suffering mm. disaster and whatever it is and it's not showing up in anybody's radar. These are people. These are Nigerians. Okay. <sighs> All right. Let's just do our Joro of the week. Uh, for those people listening, Joro is our um, Instagram psychologist. People send him uh, relationship issues and problems, and you know he posts it, and we just give our comments on it. Mm-hmm. So this one goes: Good morning, Joro. Please reason this with me. I'm in a tight place. You can share on your page too. So I offer to help my girlfriend's mom process her visa to the UK. So I get her documents, my company ID, and put money in her account for bank statement. Four million to be exact. She got the visa and has traveled to the UK and come back. Two months after Jiro, the issue now is for her to return my money. It's a problem. She keeps avoiding my calls, dodging me. I don't even know what to do now. My girlfriend said her mom bought new LG TV and gas cooker. (laughs) I told my mom now, and she wants to get police involved. It's getting messy. My girlfriend and her mom had heated argument on the matter. Names were called. It's not that I have a lot of money. I just wanted to help. I am so upset. Please, what do I do? I know my girlfriend was not part of it. How do I get my money back? Do I have to get the police involved? 
I honestly regret helping her. What y'all think? I feel like sometimes, like I understand, I understand wanting to help, but sometimes you also have to be really careful because whatever you do now could be the thin line between losing your girlfriend or, you know, getting your money back. I mean, I know people do it all the time, you know, borrowing money from people so that their bank statements raise a certain amount so that they can go and apply for visa. But dog, like I said, it was a lot of money. Please get your money back. It's just you need to handle it with some sort of. I don't even know how you handle it to be honest, but thread lightly and i mean now that both mothers are already even sparring this is already a very murky and tricky situation police might be a bit too far i don't know what do you think so so this is interesting you know in nigeria when you marry somebody you marry um you marry their family now this is not marriage now this is us dating so in a way this might be a signal mm. yeah yeah true you, do you want to get married into this family and um, based on it i know you're trying to um help yeah help and you're trying to absolve your girlfriend of this saying that she wasn't a part of it that but what if she was is that what you're saying i'm not sure she's not but even then you know if she knows her mother was this kind of person she should not have yeah put your foot down to your boyfriend no this is my mom and Mm. everything if she can't get to the uk with whatever Mm. with that don't do it very true very true so you stop it that way and if your mom is kind of person that should pay and just something odd going on then you should she should be tell you that look babe chill i'll get this your money back for you mm. it's my mom I'll, yeah exactly I'll, I'll, I'll handle this right because essentially our con i'm i'm the conduit i'm the connection mm. between you two mm-hmm. right you guys have no business of interacting with each other mm. if not because of me standing in the standing in the middle standing in the middle mm, yeah so if one of those two things that happen then you get your money back, but it's also the end of the relationship also, whether you think she's involved or not, because do you really want to get married in a family that you can't trust? Right. Actually, that makes so much sense, to be honest. Yeah, so it's getting your money back. You said police should be like the last, 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 last resort to get your money back. And sometimes even in putting police in Nigeria... It, it makes it worse. It, mm-hmm. it, some, you don't get your money back. You just end up... Spending more money. Money is funny, so... Really, the best way is for you to talk to your girlfriend. I don't know this heated argument that she had with her mom, but whatever that is, I don't know. She better go fix it, and she's the one that's really the bridge to to, to get your money back. Mm. And this is another thing too: you trying to help with the little you have. That sometimes you gotta know. Like my dad says something, like if you want to buy something, like if you want to buy a car, for instance, if you can't afford to buy that car, it gets stolen tomorrow, and you can get back to that same car dealership and buy that same car again maybe you shouldn't buy that car right now i'm a little dodgy on this because sometimes there's some things that are really expensive you have to save up you might not yeah, buy. Exactly. but the philosophy is that if you're giving something away that huge just be willing to not get it back just, yeah just be comfortable enough to know that this doesn't end my world so right. you have decided how much you felt like you could part with for her to do for her visa and just yeah, left some, it there. Yeah, but part one, I'm sure this, this kind of this no, you didn't think boring. This was just supposed to be a flash. Yeah, that's something that right? people do this all the time. I know people there, do this all the time. You flash it, you see it. Okay, they yeah, say this for guys. Money, come, yeah, exactly. Fine, she has money in that account, whatever it is. And to be honest, when you think about it, if you really involve the police in this. You, fraud you, you performed an illegal act also yes right so it becomes really really messy, messy. so it's um it's to see a way to you know use sense and finagle the money finesse from, this thing properly from back from your um in-law 
she's not your in-law, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or somebody, and somebody was joking. I saw in comment that just say that that's your bride, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm carrying the get you out. You're married. Whatever, whatever that. That's actually very funny. Whatever that is. So it's a, it's a tough one, you know, and it's and really could mean the end of your relationship. Mm. At least you start thinking of it if things don't work out as they should. Yeah, exactly. So she's not telling me you've been chopping life. You just could I've been nice to you this whole weekend. I like chop life now. Ah, okay, it's okay. Oh, so those have been suffering. Um, Shola got me. Yeah, Shola. Shola, that's my mama's <laughs> name, yo. Um, LD got me, uh, you know, a nice um, cozy um, room here. You know, well, free food, you know, buffet, and <laughs> you know, attended the concert, which I've already raved about at, at the beginning of it, right? So, so I'm always nice to him, that so even though sometimes he says I'm bullying him on this podcast, but yeah, he had a good time, right? Yeah, it was good. So now that you've given yourself accolades, I was living this like God to bless you, but now, <laughs> now, that, you want to get, now that you want your blessing from man. She's right. You're such a hater. Yeah. Um, last week I was gonna say this, but I didn't. Shout out to Baby Boy Ninety One for leaving us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Thank you. He gave us a five star. I, you know, he wrote a nice comment. LD Hive, yay. You know. All right. So come to the end. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. It's Good Bad Gang. Uh, just like um, what's his name? Baby Boy. Just like Baby Boy. Uh, Baby. Baby Boy. Yeah. Yeah, just like Baby Boy. Please go on a um, podcast if you're an Apple um, user and comment, SoundCloud, comment, give us five star, tell a friend to tell a friend and uh, keep on listening to our shit. Yeah, peace out, guys. Very right. good vibes. Yeah, have a good week, guys. Uh-huh. For those of you watching the band for the very first time, when we say Alana Baba, normally people answer, oh, no, 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 no. Yes, this is what we do at the New African Shrine. Yes, we are here to promote the album. What well, not talk about it. So for you to listen to the album, I'm sure most of you have really cool it. So, yeah. Uh, apparently, they wanted to ask me a few questions before we started. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, here. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Shiny Money and myself. Just trying to reflect small. I cannot play an instrument. Let me just try something. Please, please. Thank you so much. All right. Let me just let you know that this is. I hope you don't mind if I sit down small, eh? Yeah? That's It's not like I'm getting lazy, but I think it's like more like a gathering. So let's be, let's acquaint ourselves with ourselves. <laughs> I like our starting of this place. Uh, because in my mind, you're one of my favorite uncles. Uh, okay. We have regular conversations. Most people think I'm their daddy's own mom. I'm looking for their mom. <laughs> Okay, so it is about the new album, and I know a lot of people are very excited. So, I mean, you have a music career that has five decades. You have worked with four now. Okay, four decades. Four decades. Four years. Because I'm a step on his name. Sorry, just before we go, what's that noise at the back? Uh uh-uh. uh. Must we be so troublesome? Thank you. Okay, let's go for high service international. You don't bring that way for me as fine because you are saying that you are making that way for me. Don't worry. Don't bring that way for me as <laughs> What a lot of people would love to know is with such an extensive musical history and background, what new influences are there in this 
album that's coming out, would you say it has perhaps more of a world sound? I'm just curious, what, what new experience is there in one people, one world? To be honest with you all, I've not listened to music for about, since 2000. I mean, going out of my way. Of course, if I go to the supermarket or in the cinema or the party or TV, I'm forced to listen to music, but I never go out of my way these days. At the beginning, it was more my father, of course, then. He influenced them, of course, Michael Jackson, James Brown, name them, Bob Marley. But then my father got me involved in jazz, and it was really just fanatic I was. And then I got to a stage, I read Miles Davis' book, who says that he wanted to be original, he wanted to find something new, and he stopped listening to music. So that was my first, wow, this is high-level thinking of a composer. So I said, let me try it. And I said to see that, I said to hear sounds better, clearer, Andy, I could identify my music more from my personality, my thinking, and directly from me, without influences from too much from my father or jazz or... So my music these days really is from life, most especially being a father. I love my kids so much, so I think they are, they are so troublesome that... No, really, honestly. When I'm on tour, when I'm on tour, my children are like, they're like terrorists, man. <laughs> really troublesome, you know. My dad playing bass today. When he was, <laughs> when he was six, seven, eight, they turned my city room. I have a big football field. They refused to play football outside. It was a city room. They started to play. You know this, uh, what did they, that uh, small, Rocky uh, post. That in my city room, so I could not have furniture because of them. I could not have uh, a TV for like five, six years. And then my wall was decorated with football patches. I mean, really quite nice design, but I mean, wasn't what I really wanted. Now, these ones are like, I have six like Mandy. And they give me so much pleasure and joy that like, when I'm away for like a month, I miss that trouble. So I said to understand that trouble was really love, you know. Love. When children say I love you, there's nothing, nothing beats it. I mean, your girlfriend can tell you I love you and can say, uh, Are you sure? But why do you love me? When your child says I love you, don't ask why do you love me. You know, it's really directly godly. And so I think most of my inspiration really comes from that source. And then life, meeting people, traveling, seeing the world, the way I feel. I, I, I think we need to talk more about peace and things like this. So this really, when you watch TV, it's so, ah, Syria, Afghanistan, my Dukuri, these things are really painful. So this again influences me. So really basically it's my children and life, friends and blah, blah, blah. I talk too much. <laughs> no, that's a perfect amount. And I actually tied in very nicely with what my second question was going to be, which is in the midst of so much turmoil that we experience, especially here at home, and we see it every day in the newspapers, we have to talk about it on radio. And your music is akin to an education of humanity. You know, I, I, before you came and I did say that you are a teacher really through your medium, but how do you manage to stay positive through all of that, especially as so many young people have been taught apathy? We just feel, what is the point? I don't know if you're going to do I think uh, we have to remain optimistic. If you listen to the album, No Place for My Dream, sounds very pessimistic, but very truthful. I believe there has to be good, there has to be balance, equilibrium. There has to be balance in this life. Why the Creator made it so possible to me? But when we look at life, you go into the sea, 
so much violence in the sea. The way fish eat themselves and everybody. I mean, you go to the forest, everybody's killing everybody. When we want to eat, we kill everything. Even when you say you're a vegetarian, you are still killing the plants. And they say the, the frequency of the plant is so high that when you even pluck the plant like this, the thing is screaming, but it's so high pitched that they're too deaf to hear. So then I'm wondering, why did God make everything so violent? Then maybe our perspective of life is kind of wrong, or we are too, we are human, and we have to realize we're human beings and we cannot, some things are just beyond us and maybe the Creator doesn't want us to know for some reason because if we did know, then maybe we can say, what time we start talking to him like, you know, we might take a gun and say, hey, you motherfucker, I'm to my You know, so, and then, um, but then, with so much negativity in this world, there has to be positiveness and some of us have to never forget there is true love, there is, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel and we always have to struggle forever. Probably, maybe this is the way life should be. And if we just sit back, then why be alive? Why have children? Why do I have children? And look at my son. He is so, I mean, so lovable standing there next to me. I'm sure many of you heard about my Jesus absconding. I know this one will not abscond. <laughs> and if he did, I will come after you. <laughs> you can't be like, you know, we have people, you won't even dream, you know, so in my band, even the band leader of Kwayeni was standing together day because of that day, everybody is now, it's a new generation and as we are getting older, we see new energy and everybody around the band is supposed to like change their orientation more positively, more youthful, more, there's so much love going on in the band now and you know, it's so nice. And I love that you mention your family so often. Um, oh, they all, they mean and, and that's it, it's, it's about legacy. Um, and looking at that, what do you hope for this album to inspire in people? Do you think it will inspire maybe creative thinkers? I mean, just sort of passing knowledge on and passing um, a legacy or not just to your family but to the wider family like you know who you are, you I know, think it will, I think it will we try to look down but one people one world we do have to understand that we are one people and when you go back into history we all come from one source and then we have to understand we are one planet and whether we like it or not we have to make it work so when things are going on in Syria or Afghanistan and they say America was throwing like 6,000 bombs a day the way I look at it is like let me take, for instance, my head or your head. Imagine me giving you a knock, one knock a day. And that's like the feel of all those bombs being thrown on Mother Earth. And if we think it's not going to affect us one day, it will. So when you're talking about climate change, these things are real. And we have to all come together, talk more about love, stop wars, stop, stop making bombs and guns, and build a more humane society and things. I think this is... I hope this album will give people that confidence not to lose hope, especially the young. I always focus on the younger generation because at 56, I know I've crossed the border. So you know when you reach 50, anything can happen in your life. But don't worry, I'm not getting younger. Find them. Yeah? I won't. It's <laughs> always say you are getting old. Wouldn't it be strange if I was getting younger? And you'd be wondering that, ah, he don't say shocky. I think. I really love, another thing about me people don't understand is I love getting older. I want to, I talk to my musicians and everybody close to me, the day I die, I want to die with a smile. 
So I, these are things I put in the forefront of my life. I don't shy away from death. I've seen it so many times in my life. And the more I think we run away from these things, the more we get, we misrule our lives. We do many, we make many mistakes. The more you, because death is inevitable, it's going to come sooner or later. And the more you embrace it, probably then you start to appreciate these things I've been talking about. Mother Earth, your friends, your family, and your close ones. Then you know when to tell somebody, hey, I love you, I miss you. You know when to make that call and things. Because then you know that anytime, sooner or later, you're going to get out of here. So this is where I try to live my life. Thank you very much, sir. It's a circle of life. On that note, there's my questions. Let's get ready to enjoy one people, one world. <laughs>